Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, oh my God, full of energy, someone who I met recently, someone who was actually a fan of the show, and thank you so much for that. And I loved meeting her. She is an incredible real estate professional. Melissa Wu, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Yay, thank you, Michael. I'm so excited to be on here. Thank you so much. I've been enjoying your show for a while. It's fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, I got to tell you, you and I met recently. It was really a fantastic meeting. You were a fireball of energy. You were <laughs> such a great fan of the show, but your career is amazing. You are in the top 1% of all the realtors in Vancouver, but we're going to get to that. Tell me how you actually got started in real estate. You know, Michael, it's a kind of long story. I never thought about myself being a realtor. Really? In my wildest dream, I've always like, because my parents, we come from a, just a working class family. My dad's a chef. So um, I was born in China. Yes. So in the 70s, my father, before uh, he had me and married my mom, he was actually in the communist, uh, you know, suffering. He was suffering communism. So he, actually he fled to he fled to, it's a little long, long story, but how we got started was um, he, he had to flee to China, flee out of China to Hong Kong, but he got caught and he was put in um, the labor camp. So oh. 10 years of his life from 20s to 30s, he was in the labor camp suffering. Oh. So he had to work for no money. Basically he was paid like 18 cents renminbi for no money. So he, he developed a really incredible work ethic and um, that's where I learned my work ethics from because of his work, hard work. So how I became a realtor was um, he became a top chef in Vancouver through his hard work. And uh, he saved like $50,000 and he wanted to use that money to buy a car <laughs> for wow. buy ML, uh, Mercedes SUV. And me and my mom said, you know, maybe we should buy a house instead of a car. <laughs> so we called the listing agent who was my who was my mentor about buying the house from him. Really? And so he was a top one percent. He's an Indo-Canadian builder and uh, he came to our home, wrote an offer. So we would buy the house. And I said, uh, you're a top one percent. Do you think I can be a realtor? Because I was doing a whole bunch of stuff since I was 12. I was like pushing them some. I had my own retail store. I was a teleoperator for five years. And he goes, yes, Melissa, you speak Chinese. You can be a top agent in Vancouver. I go, really? Just because I speak Chinese? <laughs> he goes, of course, because you can speak the language. And if you're willing to work hard, you can be a top agent. I'm like, okay, yes. Can I, can I work for you? And he's opened the door to me and he um, mentored me and he helped me. And this is how I started in my career. You know, what's so amazing. I don't know if you knew this about me, but we had very similar backgrounds because my father was a political prisoner in Cuba and really sort of had the same type of um, communism that was escaping and came to New York and was newly wed to my mother. But it was the time that Castro was taking everything. And so he went back to Cuba to try to defend what he had. And that got him arrested as a political prisoner and was released during the Bay of Pigs in a prisoner exchange program. But what's really interesting is that, you know, you're raised with that work ethic, right? Where tomorrow's never promised. That's right. And yeah. so you only have to work for today. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know that story about you. And it's, uh, it, it, it says so much about you. It says so much about 
how you have succeeded. And so I'm really curious, when you built your own brokerage company, which you had for many years, how do you actually go about and create that value proposition? Why would I, because you actually attracted a lot of agents. So how did you create your value proposition in the marketplace? So um, long story, because I've been a realtor for 17 years. Yeah. After about like top producer, nine years, top 1%, uh, 16 years, top 10%. So in the years, um, in starting in 2016, I've I was trying to look for exit strategy. So mm. I was in Sutton for nine years, always like top, top producing agent. So in a roundabout way, I met uh, my sponsor currently now at EXP. She was an owner broker at Keller William. And she asked me, she was in Burnaby at, at next city to Vancouver. She said, why don't you open a Vancouver Westside office? Keller William. Yeah. Oh my God, I was in the Keller William family reunion. That was, oh, that would be so amazing. That would be my exit strategy to build like culture. It's got a lot of training. I would love the opportunity. So, but she said, you know, in order to open a franchise, you need to have 40 agents and five head turners, like top 1%. You, so I need to prospect and recruit agents, right? Yeah. So I talked to my former business partner and she was like, we, we bonded really well. She's a top 1%. She's a top producing agent in Westside. So yes, um, I already started open my office. We can do it immediately. We don't need franchise. <laughs> So that's how we started um, building our own Maxell West Coast Realty in 2017. Wow. So uh, our filing proposition was we are three top 1% women. We have one silent partner that's female. And then we just made a huge, it was very glamorous because, you know, it was head turning news. We onboarded over 120 agents in the two wow. years, did okay. over 500 million in sales volume, including pre-sale, commercial, residential. It was very glorious. But, you know, during the two years, we also suffered, um, you know, director dispute, you know, it didn't work out. And then it's a lot more headache. And we had a uh, per month running cost of the company, the brick and mortar, because sure. we had a West Side luxury retail like office space that's 5,000 square feet. And we also have a boutique front office in Richmond. So two offices, um, the rent was 20,000, the um, accounting, the the reception, the conveyance sure. and the broker, all that add up $50,000, you know, just to keep the doors open. That's so before that, you sold anything. Yeah, even if even if we don't have any, like collect any desk fees or deal fees, that's how we, our model was to collect desk fees and deal fees. And we had like teams that we form and we would give out leads to our team leaders. So I was a sales manager. So running that for two years, I love the coaching and learning part and training and sales meeting where I share my experience. That was the wonderful part, but the not so wonderful part is like losing a million dollars after two years. No kidding. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> But Philip, I, I know where you're going with this, but before we go there, I want to go back to the history of it. So you were an independent agent, right? And excuse me, an independent broker. How did you attract your agents? You had your three top 1% of yeah. like this, 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 this sort of like formidable team of very strong female leaders in the marketplace. But how did you attract your agents? You said you had triple digit agent count. How did you first attract them when you decided, I'm not going to go do that KW franchise. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to go and open my own doors, which brings a lot of sort of like, you know, that that's a lot of guts to go and do that. Yeah. How did you attract that first agent? 
And then how did you attract that 125th agent? So, you know, over the years, we've um, built relationship with agents, right? Because we have transaction with them. And of course, there are like we connected with some schools. So new yeah. agents were on board. So new agents would um, they would be junior associates working with senior associates that we kind of got on board as our team leaders. So we actually had four uh, four teams. So anybody that wants to join a team wow. that want to shadow like more experienced agents. So that was our model. We would have five um, team leaders and then they would have, you know, they would attract even interview their like team members. I love so this. We were, yeah, so we yeah. would have five teams and the teams, when we give them a lead, they would split some back to the company. That would be our model, how the company would sustain. But it was just because of the cost and the time, it was just I could be a, a, a million dollar producer way easier than running a on company. your own. Yes. <laughs> on my own. Right. Like with three with a three people team, I was doing like over one million GCI. But you know, in the company, then my production dropped, you know, because of um training, coaching, all this other time, you know, you're splitting in every end. I'm director, I'm sales manager, I'm you're to wearing do every hat. Everything. So, so it was I'm just curious mm -hmm. when you had that your company, because I know we're going to sort of like continue on with this with this uh, journey that you've had. But how did you motivate your team? You said you were the sales manager. How do you come in and motivate those five team leaders or those 125 agents to come in and walk in every day and represent your brand? Because it was your brand. So how did you motivate them? So um, our company brand is Maxell West Coast Realty, meaning yeah. maximize your career, experience, and leadership. I love that. So when we hire team leaders, we looking for people that are already self-motivated. Yes. Right? We have, to, we have to hire people that are willing to already desire, have a burning desire to, to succeed. So yeah. they're already motivated. So we just give them like weekly meeting. So report like your sales, your um, how many how many listings appointment you went to, how many buyer consultation, and how are your team members doing. So basically, we have this weekly meeting in our office, like in the evening for two three hours, you know, and then case study and how we can help them to you know close close the deal. So it was truly a coaching session. It was like a boutique high end coaching session that you did. Yeah, so that's what we've been doing for a you know a good two years, and then you know because oh. we lost money, then I you know it's just it was just like you know very it's brokers go broke and broker and broken. <laughs> that's so true. That is so true. Yeah. Yes. Now you know you're in Vancouver, yes. and so Vancouver is a very global city. You mentioned that you were from mainland China, so you spoke uh, the language very well. But how did you go about attracting foreign clients? Because it's a global city. Mm -hmm. So um, we use a pl platform, uh, WeChat. So yeah, a of lot of our mainland Chinese clients, or um, they would be using the platform WeChat. So we would have our public account. We post yeah. like our open houses, our new listings. So very active on that platform, as well as other social media. Because like like all my uh, what the, a lot of the affluent Chinese clients are using WeChat. So we we get a, a, some leads from there by staying in touch and being exposed to the media in the. WeChat. I'm on WeChat. You're on WeChat too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we use that quite a bit. And then of course, like Chinese newspaper, it's not as effective. Uh, we yeah. just track where we get our return on our investment. And the highest was from WeChat. 
So now I want to go to where you were leading the conversation because then you found out that a million dollars that you had sort of burned through and were going through, it was much easier for you to make a million dollars and to lose a million dollars. And then you actually found EXP. Now, how did you find EXP? How did that platform work for you? Tell me about that journey. So EXP came to Vancouver, opened in British Columbia in 2019. Yes, so that time I was still running my brokerage. I wish EXP moved to BC earlier. Then I yeah. wouldn't have like started this. I would have saved you a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and my like agent equity would be way huger. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah. So. EXP was there. I was kind of very curious about it. I looked at it. And then my uh, sponsor at EXP, she closed down Keller William Black Diamond. She had over 100 agents. Wow. Yeah. So she was Keller William. She had her own Keller William franchise in Burnaby. And she closed it. She moved to another broker. I asked her. And then she moved to EXP. Because I still stay in touch with her. I just get sent her a message one day. I go, Juliana, do you know how to close a brokerage? How and why did you close Keller William Black Diamond? Yes. So she set a meeting with my, her sponsor, which is Phil Hahn. Uh, he was the number one agent in all of Canada. Um, I love Phil. Really, so he, he flew in from Victoria and sat down with me at the Fairmont. And he goes, Melissa, you look so stressed. You're pulling from all directions. <laughs> What's going on? Like, you know, so he got to really help me sort out my situation. And then you need to move to EXP and, you know, leave all this like kind of. Behind you. Behind you. Behind you. Come find the yeah. promised land. Yeah, so it has been like a great journey. It was a great learning experience. But, you know, I don't think it's a, even if we were having 500 or 1,000 agents, you know, we looked at who are the producing agents. It would yeah. always be that 10, 20% that are producing. So you ha would have 80% of non-production agents. And it would be really hard to motivate that bunch. And sure the ones that are bringing your money would be your 20%. So, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to keep on opening franchises when only 20% of people are in production. Yep. Yep. So that's great. <laughs> so you have had now, you built your business at EXP. It's, go it's going amazingly. Yes. Right? So I really appreciate, like, just when I got into EXP, I just be like who I was, like just be myself. Sure. Um, my production, I had so much more time compared to when I was running Maxell. Like I just work from home. I go, how come yes. I have all this free time? I'm still doing over a million dollar in GCI. <laughs> so then that was just like, oh my God, I need to share this. And then I looked at my agent equity. I had so much equity because when I started um, two years ago, the stock was still trading at seven, seven dollars. And then it split. Yeah. That part is a silent saver. And it's just- Oh my gosh, is it ever? Yeah, so the time part saved, like, just transformed my, like, personal life. I have so much more time. <laughs> yes. And with my family, you know, and my key relationships. So that was just amazing. I love it. Super love it. It doesn't even make sense for any top producer to not be in EXP. If they don't look at the model, it's actually financially irresponsible. That's what we say. It's true. So <laughs> tell me what the greatest lesson you've learned in your career thus far is, Melissa. Um, it's really everything happened for you. Mm. and life is a journey and we just have to learn from it and what we can take from it and then how we can become a better person so I think that okay. is a it's a great learning experience for me in my career having Maxell and then closing it is is a kind of just open my mind <laughs> and understanding the right lessons to learn from yes. those the experiences exactly. right yes you know because I, then we're just destined to keep repeating them 
That's but right. once we that's learn right. from them, then that's, that's right. the gift. Yes, that's right. right. Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful. Tell me what three things you would recommend to a person entering the business today, because the business has changed. You've been in the business 17 years, which is pretty much how long I've been in it as well. And so you start sort of thinking about the idea that 17 years ago, we entered when we went through a financial crisis where real estate was, was not in favor. And in the last, you know, sort of like 10 years or so, most people that have experienced this has never, ever experienced a down market. And so for that, I feel sorry for a lot of the people in our business that are young because they don't have the skill set, in my opinion, to really be able to make a career from this. And I worry about them. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious as to what three pieces of advice you would give someone entering the business today, knowing the career that you've had. Three pieces of success. When I started, I had a mentor. Yeah. Right? Success leaves clue. You know, save save yourself like, you know, self-discovery and just go right to the success point. So (laughs) mentor with someone that has been there and done that, you know, save yourself the struggle and the, you know, the roundabout. The journey. Yes. Yeah. So that's um, number one, get a mentor. Number two is be a self-learner. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Self-learner is, you know what? Google is pretty smart. Right. <laughs> we are in a time where everything is kind of uploaded into the internet. Do a little bit of research and find what you need. If you want to know, like have a perfect listing presentation, Google something, look for something and learn it and That's implement it. Right. And the third, um, I would say be consistent. Be hardworking, Love. diligent, consistent, and stay committed to what you set out to do. If you want to make a million dollars, hey, are you doing the million dollar action? If you're not doing the action, you're not implementing, you're not going to get there. It's not rocket science. Put in the work, do the research, have a mentor, you're going to be there. You know, I always sort of say success is a math equation. Yes. Right? If you want to make a million dollars, so how much do you have to do every month? Right? And so from there, how many sales does that make? How many phone calls does that make for you to get those listings or those buyers in order to make those sales, right? That's right? And so success is a math equation. And I've said that over and over on this show. And it is what it is. You just have to put in the work. And you were so true to be consistent. That's that right. is so simple, but it's so key. And I love the one to be a self-learner. You must always be like starved for information. That's right. right. But it's also understanding how to implement the knowledge that you have, because knowledge without action is, is, is useless. So knowledge and action together is what makes the success. And that's what's powerful. Yes. And take massive action. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it sounds like you've read a lot of business books. So I'm going to ask you what the most powerful business book you've read and why. It's hard to pick one. There's okay. just so many. Um, I'm not really a reader. I like to listen. So I listen yeah, to me too, of, actually. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of Audible books. Me too. Uh, recently, I really love uh, Darren Hardy's um, Roller Coaster Entrepreneur. So I'm a big fan of Darren Hardy. And I'm also a big fan of um, our own Darren Jacqueline. <laughs> I love Darren. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are, are, uh, so he's he's going to love wrote, this plug, too. <laughs> yeah, he wrote um, Until I Become. Yes. yes. So we were hiking last night, um, 
because I, I was nervous about on today's podcast and I reached out to Darren. I go, Darren, I need to talk with you. I'm going to be on the podcast. So we went on night night hike, you know, <laughs> 7 p.m. in the dark in the, you know, Vancouver, yes. like Cypress Mountain. Yes. And, you know, he's just like, you know, he's so generous. He just outpours everything that he has oh. to help like anybody that's around him. He anybody. Just, yeah. Oh, my God. And for those of you that are listening, you guys should listen to Darren's episode as well. Darren's story is phenomenal. Yes. And it was funny because I had interviewed Darren when he was writing the book. Yes. And so I said, Darren, your story is life changing. Yes. And for so many others that can hear the story and listen and know themselves in it. So that 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 is powerful. And, you know, his his his, his story is amazing. Yes. And his book is as well. And he's just very brilliant, like very, um, very genuine. I love and him so much. Yeah. And very humble, very to talk, easy to talk to and very yes. well connected. I just, I really appreciate him, um, you know, just outpouring to how I can just, he said, just be genuine. So wait, 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 wait. I'm curious. So <laughs> what advice did he give you about being on the show? <laughs> he said, you know, um, if you're on a pedestal, like how people see you as just a top 1%, you know, then they cannot really relate to you. Yeah. If I said, how can I add value? He said, you know what? Tell them about your like adversity, how you started, how your parents started. Then people can relate to you more. And I go, that's amazing. Right. And he always share his like struggle when he was uh, always. Yeah. He always shared that part. Then he said, people can relate to me and then I can, I can add value. I can help them. Yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. You know, it is about that. It's, it's just about that relatability and knowing that you are then here to help the journey of somebody else, right? The reason, the reason I actually did this podcast is because I used to mentor a lot of folks. And then when the pandemic started, you obviously couldn't get around to a lot of people. And so I said, how do I sort of like do this in a way that I can actually go and get a message out to folks? And so it was, you know, it was something that you said earlier about opening yourself up to, to, to learning. You know, I coach a lot of people, but I also have a coach. And it was my business coach that actually said, why don't you actually do a podcast that allows you to sort of sit with your friends around the world. And the fact that I had been doing this for so long on a global scale. And when I worked for my old company, I ran 113 countries. And do you know today, Melissa, I was having a, a meeting with my production team on the podcast and we've reached over a hundred countries of distribution in less than two years. Wow. And so the idea that this message has touched people around the world is so humbling. Yeah. So the story that you're telling is reaching around the globe. Thank and you so, so you just never know the, who you're touching. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm so honored oh to Lord. be on this show. Are, are you kidding? Thank you for your story. Oh my Lord. So talking about books, in your book of life, what is this chapter called and why? This book, this chapter is about having fun. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I love that one. What's the point of oh, like, you know, yes. not having fun, right? Yes. I want to have fun in everything I do, right? I want to enjoy my hikes. I want to enjoy my interview with you. I yes. want to help enjoy my life because life is a journey. I want to have a fun. I want to have a blast. I say yes to all the experiences and all the fun. You know, and it's one of our core values, isn't it? I know. The idea that one of our nine core values is fun, because yeah. why else do it? Yes. 
I want to have fun. And EXP said the core value is fun. Hey, sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Melissa, you are such a joy. I got to tell you, it was so much fun to have met you. It was so much fun to have you on the show. And I want to thank you for who you are, because it really is the idea that because of your success and what you've been able to achieve, it's because of what you've gone through. And it's beautiful to see the rewards of your hard work and the lessons that you've learned that you just shared with others. And I can't wait to deepen this friendship with you to know more about you. And I thank you so much for being on this show today. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been an honor and privilege. And thank you for your time. It's very humbling. Thank you for your kind words. Oh, Melissa, thank you. Are you kidding me? This is so wonderful. And thank you all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez.